Hi guys, welcome back to Infinite Possibilities, the podcast where we explore the lives of amazing people, their choices, challenges and opportunities. And today I have a very special guest, Adrian. Hi, how's Hi. it going? Good. How do you feel, how does it feel to be on this podcast? Um, feels quite good, you know, I've heard about it. Oh, quite have? a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From I've, me specifically or? Specifically you, oh, yes. Sad. Um, Word hasn't gotten around yet. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, it will after this one. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All of Adrian's friends are going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's how it works. Yeah. Sounds good. And yeah, we'll just, you know, have a little chat about um, Adrian's upbringing and see like how he got to where he is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah, so Adrian, what kind of child were you like growing up? <sighs> Straight into the good stuff. Yeah. Um, or the bad stuff. Oh, yeah, depending on what kind of child I was. I was quite, uh, I was quite timid as a kid. Oh. I was not uh, super extroverted. I was kind of, kind of laid back, but also kind of like secretly, you know, a bit self, like. Um, self conscious. Self conscious. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, I thought <laughs> self assured, and that's the opposite yeah. of what I'm trying yeah. to go for here. Which is what you are uh, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's just like a fake veneer. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, it was just you know as a as a kid, I I just kind of went with the flow. I was pretty, you know, just went along with what everyone was <laughs> was doing, and I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't like super adventurous. Like I think my personality kind of shifted as I got older. When I was like especially young, I just you know I was always like the teacher's pet. I was yeah. goody two shoes. Yeah. You know, followed. Followed everything the uh, the teacher expected, you know, that yeah. that sort of dynamic. And then I think as I got older, I sort of, I don't know, I, I cared a little less about yeah. the teacher's approval in a way. Yeah. And I think, you know, primary, end of primary school, going into high school, I started like pushing the boundaries a little bit, oh. you know, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, I, I have, like, in grade seven, like, me and my friends, we really liked hanging out in the out-of-bounds areas oh. of the school. And so we, we, um, we had, like, uh, a pair of walkie-talkies, yeah. and we would, like, communicate to each other. Oh, We'd, like, sneak around corners, and, like, when the teachers... Because the teachers would do, like, a patrol yeah. of the school. And they would... You know, like when when the teacher went around the corner and yeah. we had like a clear <laughs> beeline, yeah, yeah, we would like radio into yeah. each other and like sneak there, and eventually we'd all like rendezvous at this like yeah. this spot where we would hang out. Yeah, we had like snacks and everything set up, yeah. and it was that was quite fun. Yeah. And I think going into high school, just like the shift, yeah. I was like, oh, we we don't do that anymore. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a completely different landscape here yeah but i mean despite all that i was still like in the classroom i was still very yeah. very conscious of my grades you know yeah. um i had uh pretty good grades yeah them out. <laughs> but what like my actual grades uh, oh if you remember i guess i i don't know i don't remember. it was like 10 years over 10 years ago well, you're uh, old now yeah i'm, a, I'm an kidding. old I'm old man <laughs> old man yeah um and so yeah, like going into high school, it was like, I think you kind of first realize like not many people from the same school are there like as you and you're kind of like, you know, who, who, who am I in this, yeah. this bigger pond? Yeah, where do I fit in? And, you know, like 
high school kids, they start making friends in the first week and you got to find like a group to hang out with and that sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, I guess uh, I just went with like the sort of more more academic yeah, uh, kids. Yeah, yeah, the nerds. Although there were there were members of the group who were nerdy and like n non-academic, like they yeah. did play games and that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> so, you know, I fit, fit quite well into into that group. Um, and I sort of stayed with them throughout like high school. And then eventually, uh, when grade 11 came around, I don't know, there was like some weird shift because like the grade 12s had like left from the previous year. And it was like, um, you know how like the grade 12s and that, they had like the best areas of the school yeah. to hang out with, yeah. like uh, in, like they, they had the like, cool yeah. They the well, school. Well, yeah, they had like the big like covered area with like the tables. And before me and my friends used to sit like near this tree that was just like, there was no shade at all. Yeah. It was just the worst spot. Everyone's sitting on the edge of a circle. And so like the people on the end just can't <laughs> talk to each other at all. So that was like really bad, but like, yeah, moving to this new spot, it was like great. And like a bunch of other groups moved there as well. And so we kind of formed like a bigger oh. group that wasn't just like the academic or the nerdy kids. It was like, yeah. you know, there are actually like popular kids in that group. You know, there's people who played sport, like a big mix of people. And we all kind of became friends oh, through that. So, cool. so kind of introduced a different dynamic, which I think uh, kind of affected how I, I don't know, how I perceived people in oh. a way, because like there was less separation between like the different groups of people. So you just kind of realize, oh, I can be, I can be friends with any of these people and it doesn't matter, you know? I don't have to be friends with people who are exactly like me, you know? Yeah, oh, that's cool, it opened your eyes mm. up. Yeah, yeah, in a way, but yeah. it's a lesson I've remembered and forgotten many times <laughs> throughout my life. And, you know, I, I still have the tendency to kind of, you know. Yeah, like, like perceive someone as different. But when you start like talking to them, you find that like, oh, they actually, you can relate on so many different levels. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly that. I think, um, yeah, that's something that you kind of, I think it, it depends on context as well. But, you know, when you're in an unfamiliar environment, you kind of shut off. Sometimes you yeah. kind of like, you have a different train of thought in a way, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think I think those years were quite, you know, formative for yeah. me because it kind of taught me that that sort of, you know, people. You, you should try and make friends with people who have different interests and in that to you and that sort of thing. And it was quite good. Yeah, that's really are you good. okay? Yeah, each time I see Adrian, I just really want to laugh. <laughs> wow. Because ninety-nine percent of uh -huh. our converse in real life are not serious you know yeah, yeah yeah it's like yeah it's very <laughs> so it feels kind of like weird to be in a very sort of formal situation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true it is like <laughs> yeah like yeah just just talking with you all the time it's very like yeah. very jokey very yeah. very light you know very random yeah no, no kind yeah. of sequence or anything yeah that's like that. that's that's the thing so the yeah. structure is very new i think to both of us yeah <laughs> Yeah. Sounds good. But yeah, I want to also talk a little bit about the primary school. So was there a sort of like turning point um, where you became the more sort of rebellious? Was there anything that sort of triggered it, if you can remember? Because um, 
how does one just suddenly wake up and like <laughs> stop caring a bit? Like, I mean, if there's a magic pill, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> what is the magic pill? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's it's really not as bad as as, as it's being made out to be. Like, it, I I wasn't like, uh, you know, like I wasn't really in detention all the time. It was yeah. more so, I think, because I was like a good two shoes for like a lot yeah. of primary school. You kind of learn where the boundaries are. Yeah. And then I think. One day you just kind of see the boundary and you're like, what if I, what if I push oh, it's like it a the bit? Curiosity. You know? Yeah, it's a curiosity. It's like, what if I, if I, you know, push yeah. it a bit there? What if I make this joke? What if I, yeah. what if I do this? You know, I mean, we we pushed it to its literal extreme when me and my friends were like at the out of bounds yeah. of the school and there was a fence and like a gate. Yeah, and we would like try and go as far as we could, oh. <laughs> and we would like try and go as far out as we can. And we'd just be in a street, so yeah. <laughs> it was really not good for us to do that. Don't do not do that. Um, oh. But yeah, I think it was just kind of very progressive pushing, pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Um, but also enlarging your comfort zone in many ways. So I guess, yeah, cool. yeah. Well, it is good because like, sometimes you realize like the boundaries that are there are just ones that you made up in your yeah. head. So sometimes, like I mentioned like making jokes and that sort of thing like you know it's like sometimes you're too afraid to make a joke because you're worried about like how people might perceive yeah. it but then you realize that was just something like a boundary you put in your own head yeah. and it would be fine if you said that and yeah. then sometimes maybe you'll say something and it wasn't good yeah. <laughs> and there's an actual boundary and now you found it you know don't yeah don't, don't, yeah, don't cross that so I think I think it was just mainly differentiating like what the boundaries actually were and what I had perceived them to be yeah. and like just seeing what the difference between those two things was I know but I think yeah, curiosity yeah. was a good yeah I think that's a good way to put it it was just kind of like yeah is that yeah <laughs> is that something that's okay to do <laughs> um but you know it's, it's learning I guess yeah. and I, it, it deals with like you know it's like social norms and that sort of thing like is this okay socially or is it like okay yeah. you know that sort of thing but Damn. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like in retrospect, sounds like you actually did learn a lot, and then it's I, like a, like yeah, it's like something that even you sort of kind of use today. Yeah, in a way, um, I don't know. In some ways, I feel like as a kid, I was a lot more like self-conscious, but in yeah. some ways, I feel like I was a lot less. So there's ah. sometimes there's a bit of a yeah, it's like it's not they consistent. Have two yeah, opposing things, but they also sort of somehow have harmony. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's very, very, um, deep. yeah, very deep, very spiritual. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, so tell yeah, me about being like self-conscious in some, like more self-conscious in some ways, but also less self-conscious at that time when you were in primary school. I think, um, I think like I mentioned, it's kind of like a context sort of thing. So yeah. it's like, um, like when I'm doing something that I enjoy, I'm obviously a lot more more comfortable. And because I'm thinking in like a more positive way, that's like reflecting in how I talk to people and that sort of thing. And you know, it's the same when it's like negative or neutral or that sort of thing. Some days you'll wake, you'll wake up and like, this is something I still find true for me t like today is like some days you'll wake up and you'll feel like you're more inclined to be a bit like awkward or a yeah. bit, you know, it's like when people say waking up on the wrong side of the bed, yeah. that sort of thing. So I guess 
the self-consciousness kind of stems from that a bit, but being aware of that, like more self-aware of that, I think has like helped yeah. a lot. Like, you know, some days I might feel this way and that's, that's fine. You know, oh, yeah, there's always tomorrow <laughs> or, yeah. you know, um, and I think in other ways, it's just, just learning like education, yeah. just, you know, pushing the boundaries, but also, I guess forming more more friendships and more relationships yeah. and that sort of thing, and just seeing what other people think yeah. as well. So that, like that's like a big a bit, get a bit of strategies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Building up the strategy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, building up the toolkit, the playbook. Yeah. Yeah. If um, joke A doesn't work, hopefully I can pop out joke B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, it's like <laughs> it's like when you hear a joke, yeah. either oh, like that's another thing. I learned a lot from like the media I consumed as well, yeah. like. I think that was very formative in like developing like my humor, yeah. but my humor is very, it's not like that clever. <laughs> I'll just throw, throw out like terrible jokes. And yeah, it's like kind of very situational. Yes, like yes. Sticky, which is kind of my humor as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why we laugh at the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say slapstick? Yeah, sometimes. So would you like laugh at someone if someone like fell over? <laughs> Actually, if it was you, I'd 100% oh, okay. laugh. Yeah, yeah. But That's also fair. it's That's things fair. where it's like, um, it's like in the moment when it happens, like, you know, there are some really clever jokes where I can probably like tell another friend and they'll laugh but if I said uh -huh, Adrian he you know I don't know accidentally you know hit himself or something, wow. Then, wow, do you understand that it's like only in the moment people can understand when like all the conditions are right where there's like that vibe and yeah, they're happy yeah at that definitely, time definitely so that's why I feel like my joke quality is quite low sometimes <laughs> where it can't be transferred like outside of the context or outside of the moment I mean yeah definitely yeah. that's like that's like something I, um, you, you kind of have to learn is that in different contexts and with different people, the same jokes and the same conversations, yeah. they don't, they don't stick. And I think, um, I think, yeah, that's like something you kind of have to learn and you end trial up like, and error. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love trial and error. I think, um, I think, yeah, as a kid, I was always like, and even now to some extent I'm always like afraid of failure so yeah. like you don't want to like try and push the boundaries because like consequences yeah yeah consequences even yeah I'm I think going back to pushing the boundaries it's like finding out there aren't boundaries there aren't consequences sometimes and I don't mean that in the sense that like you should do bad stuff and, yeah. and yeah. you know I, I mean it in the sense that like you should just try things that you know might might work out they might not work out and if if it doesn't work out then you know it turns out the consequence isn't actually as bad as you think it's yeah. it's there's a lot of mental roadblocks that you kind of put up and yeah I yeah think sometimes it's all in your head <laughs> oh so many times it's yeah. all in your head but yeah sorry what's the yeah. question again yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think i really yeah. had a question after that but i also was kind of curious like were your parents really strict when you were Ooh, young because i feel like yeah you know really strict parents can you know later raise really rebellious kids <laughs> and, but you were sort of like you said more on the sort of teacher pets goody two shoes in the sort of primary school early days yeah yeah i was um like i i always yeah i mean even after that like primary school, I, like I always got my work done yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, I think in high school later on, it was more like get the work done so I could just mess around yeah. for the rest of the lesson. Yeah. Cause um, some of the teachers, like I would, 
me and my friends would just be making a complete ruckus in the back yeah. of the classroom. <laughs> but they couldn't really get mad because we did all that work. Yeah. <laughs> Except, um, you know, when we were distracting other students, then, then yeah. it wasn't good. But, yeah, so in terms of, like, my parents, um, I am from... Well, both of my parents are from different cultural backgrounds. So Ooh, my mixed. mother, yeah, mother is Filipino. Father is, he's Australian, but half Dutch. Um, hence the last name. Yeah. And um, yeah, my dad was always a lot more laid back. He was a lot more chill, just letting me do, yeah. like, deal with my own, my own yes. things. Yeah, my own mess, <laughs> deal with the consequences, that sort of thing. My mum was, she wasn't, she was, overprotective but she wasn't strict so she wasn't like like speaking from experience talking to other filipino and half filipino yeah. uh you know children yeah. um i think it varies my mum was less strict in some ways but could be quite overprotective yeah. so even even to this day my mum will like yeah. message all the time saying when are you coming yeah. home when is this yeah, yeah. so I wasn't necessarily restricted in like a major sense, um, but yeah, I think I think I still kind of like they still instill like the value of um, you know like hard work and yeah. getting trying to get as best grades you yeah. can that sort of thing. Like they always were very encouraging in that regard, um, but. No, they weren't like super strict. So they kind of just let me do my own thing. And I don't know, I feel like maybe the reason why I acted <laughs> as like, <laughs> both, both acting as like a, you know, goody two shoes to being a little bit more rebellious was more just like my own doing <laughs> rather than anything my parents had to say. Because yeah. my parents were kind of okay if I was, you know, yeah. they, they weren't angry either way. <laughs> That's cool. And just kind of curious, how did you or when did you realize that your mom was quite overprotective? Because there probably is like a moment when you realize like, because you think like, hey, aren't all my friends like getting texts from like their parents asking <laughs> them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think in that sense, definitely getting a phone because then she yeah. could communicate with me <laughs> constantly. Um, I suppose that's a good question because yeah. I'm not... I'm You'll not sure if there's like an exact, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I actually remember it, I'll like go yeah. back to it. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I think um, this may or may not be related, but I remember there was a time me and my mom went to like a multicultural like festival. Yeah. And there was like a water fountain that we walked past. And I, I was like, as a kid, I was like enthralled by this thing. I was like, whoa, what is that? I just saw the water shooting everywhere, that sort of thing. And, you know, we walk past it, you know, my mum pulls me away. And then five minutes later, she sees that I'm not with her anymore. Yeah. And she starts freaking out. She's like, what the heck? What happened? And I had actually run back to the fountain and I was swimming in it. I just jumped in the fountain. Wait, how <laughs> old were you? I don't know. I was like five, I think. I was hoping you were going to say you were 12. I was like, <laughs> uh, if, if I was 12. <laughs> happened last week, Karen. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be as cute, they say. Uh, yeah, it would be a little bit frightening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then she, oh, like she, she raised all sorts of hell. There was, yeah. <laughs> there were people looking for me, that sort of thing. That's yeah. probably when I knew that. Well, that's when I knew swimming in water fountains was generally frowned upon. But yeah. also, um, 
Yeah, that's when I realized, yeah, my mom's very, very overprotective. Yeah. Well, she, I think as I got older and she realized I could take care of myself yeah. a lot more, she, she kind of was like, okay, that's cool. But, you know, even now she still, she still worries and that's just her nature. <laughs> Maybe for good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so like, um... <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll find out I'm swimming in like UQ lakes. Yeah, it's really dirty. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely call someone if I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, kind of curious, did you actually have that memory of you swimming? Yeah, I remember that. You remember? I distinctly, that's one of like my earliest memories, a very formative one, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, there have been a lot of times where like I've done something yeah. like, uh, there's another time I was like at, at Bunnings and you know how Bunnings has like the playground yeah. or sometimes they'll have like a playground oh. um, so I, I was like my parents just put me in the playground and then they just went about their shopping yeah. and that sort of thing it's like very common and I like managed to convince like another kid to like open the gate for me because there was like oh. a bridge that went over the gate and oh. I, I realized they could reach up yeah. and like grab it so I like told this kid, hey, could you open this? Yeah. And, then, and then I escaped the, the pen and oh. I, I went running around looking for my parents like a maniac. Wow. And then like when I couldn't find them, I just started crying. Yeah. So then had to deal with, you know, there's over the loudspeaker, hey, yeah. we found your son, yeah. he's over here. My parents were just like, what, oh. what is this? Wow, you were a smart kid. <laughs> I wouldn't say smart, but... Uh, like I just, how old? How old are we talking? Probably the same age, honestly. You have good memories. Like my memories start like around six. <laughs> That's around six. You're five. Oh, five. One year. One year difference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nah, that one. That, that one was. Uh, I just remember those yeah. memories in particular. You know how you have memories that just stick out to you. You're yeah. kind of like, yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. Um, I just uh. those two stick out very Yeah, and that's probably when you sort of felt like, not the severity, but like the consequences, where it can be like a very big consequence for like something seemingly small. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's probably why I remember them. Just yeah. like the aftermath was like yeah. over, it was a bigger deal than I thought it was. Yeah. But in the second one, I, I was just upset. So yeah. really that was, yeah. that was completely my fault. Yeah. Do you think you were sort of like a chaotic child that made your parents sort of uh, like worry for you a lot? Because I don't know if you grew out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a major crime streak right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I wouldn't say I was chaotic. I think I was... I think the reason why they were worried was that usually I was, you know, quite mild-mannered. Yeah. And it was just those times... Surprises. It was just a surprise. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't expect that. So I wouldn't say I was like chaotic. I'd say I wasn't consistent. Like yeah. sometimes Ooh. I would be because I think if you're chaotic, you're always like it's still predictable. Yeah. Like you can still like you know they're gonna be doing something crazy. Yeah. But I think it was just maybe every once in a while I acted up. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> the Hopefully are. we don't get locked out. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, wait, the door is taped, it can't be. <laughs> yeah, true, Yeah, that's true. fine. Yeah, yeah, because um, I think uh, um, sometimes, like, hearing about, like, your childhood sort of reminds me of myself. But, like, oh, yeah. I think, um, I guess, like, mine, like, 
I would say that my mom is also quite protective, mm. but it's probably because more I was like a klutz when I was young. Like I uh, would, you know, right, like yeah. someone like I fell into this pool and someone had to save me. <laughs> well, like yeah. when I was ice skating, yeah. I fell onto my face. I had like a massive bruise Ooh, at some point okay. in time. And my mom, she's like, ice skating is dangerous. <laughs> Never then, do it again. Yeah, yeah. And I like pretty yeah. much like got quit. And then like, um, but I think for me, when I realized my mom was quite protective of like me in particular, mm. it's because I have a reference of like an older brother, right? There are things that he's yeah. allowed to do that I'm not allowed to do. And then like, I was like, <laughs> I like, just wanted to like go to like this party thing. Mm. And then like, and then my mom's like, nah, you can't go. And then my brother went and I was like, what? That's not fair. Uh, and then my mom's just like, yeah. you're like break something or something like oh, that. Just no. like a very kind of like, yeah, yeah random sort of, mm. but. I think I broke my watch, but that's Ooh. okay. Oh, okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's quite interesting. So. Right. Yeah. But Probably, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I also have this, um, but I think there was also this moment where I realized that, like, um, my mom, she's, like, very, like, sort of conservative and, like, takes extra, like, is, like, my mom, she does insurance, so she's, like, very, very, you know, careful. And then there's mm. this one time when, um, when I was going to, like, going overseas, and yeah. then it wasn't like yeah. with parents. And then like my mom, like for every year, she had been making me like, you know, one of those like plastic sleeves where you put like paper into it and you have those binders, right? Oh, like a photo album? Oh, uh, no, no, no. As in like where it's kind of a binder and it's like just for paper. It's like one of these like sort of plastic things. And then- Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, like yes, I know them. Yeah. yeah, and then my mom, she's like every year until like I was like, like, 18 or something would make me put my passport in there because she thought uh, I would drop it and get it wet or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone like around me was like, Karen, what is that for? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> my mom, she always makes me. And then I went home and she's like, oh, I thought you might like drop it somewhere. Uh -huh, yeah. Something. Yeah. So that's kind of like funny in hindsight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, I think that's probably a good example of like the kind of thing. So was that like, when you realized that your, your mom, was that yeah. like the moment? Um, yeah, I think like one was like, the one with like in reference to my brother. Mm. And then that one was like, oh, like um, people, um, people like sort of like my treatment, like from my parents is sort of like different to my peers. So it's sort of yeah, having that yeah. like, um, that like, that like um, space for comparison, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so, I think, yeah. yeah. That, it was kind of similar with me when I did get my phone and yeah. You know, my phone would just be just constant <laughs> messages and, you know, like my mum was fine with me doing that sort of thing, but it was just she wanted updates. You yeah. know? She just wanted like, hey, how's it going? You know, yeah. which is fine. Like, I, I don't mind doing it, but yeah. I think, you know, when, when it's only you and all your peers yeah. are like, it's kind of like, okay, do I really have to? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, what I was going to mention is that um, because... You, you mentioned your brother. I'm actually an only child. Yeah, so that's, um, that's probably a big reason for her overprotectiveness. Oh, Because yeah. there's only one of me, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. Like, yeah. I remember one of my co-workers, he used to say something a bit inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Where, um, so every day I would... <laughs> so he'd be like, um, where he works is around like the entrance of like me like exiting and coming into the company and then oh, yeah. and then like when it was time to leave he'd be like Karen where are you going I'm like going home and then he's like don't you have a brother like they don't need you <laughs> you know you have wow. a brother I'm like yeah, yeah I know, right? but <laughs> 
That sounds like something I'd say. Yeah, yeah. But bet you never got that, so. No, didn't get that. I was always, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's, you know, the standard, like, like, as an only child, you always get, like, the standard questions, like, oh, I bet you're spoiled, or, oh, do you ever wish you had, like, a a sibling, or that sort of thing? But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like when I was younger, I definitely did want to have a sibling. Yeah. But, like. Oh, and what, like, would it be, like, an older brother, older sister or not that you get to choose uh, now but yeah, yeah. wish list um i feel like having an oldest like an older brother would have helped in the sense that they would have had to do everything first yeah. and then you're just following in their footsteps and that sort of thing but at the same time having like a younger sibling would be like you know someone you could kind of i don't know be a bit protective of but also yeah. mess around yeah. with um i don't know like that dynamic I think is something that I kind of wished I had as a kid, but like at the same time, I think probably my relationship with my parents is like very strong, and maybe that's because only child. I was an only child. That's true. Limited time. That's true, <laughs> and you have to talk to your parents and no one else yeah. when you're at home. So oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So did you like now? Like, if you had the choice, magic wand, sibling or no sibling? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, maybe I'd do it just to mix it up a bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, is the idea that, like, my entire childhood is gone and it's, like, replaced? Yeah, by, like, with the sibling. Yeah, I'd probably do it just, just to see, yeah. see what it was like, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just having, like, another relationship, like, another dynamic would have been, yeah, been something... You know, maybe something more formative. Maybe I would be a completely different person. Oh, I bet you would. Yeah. 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 I'd I'd be way more successful, you know. (laughs) Oh, or maybe you'll be setting your older brother's shadow. Oh, yeah, that's true. But then it's easy for me because I just follow. I just do what they do. (laughs) Just not half as successful. (laughs) Ah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm sure if they were related to me, they'd be very (laughs) successful. <laughs> okay, okay. No, t- the fake cockiness. Yeah. <laughs> this is classic Adrian on a day to day. Yeah. This is yeah, what I have to just, deal with, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to deal with this this guy just making all these remarks. I was going to say monster, but that's okay. Monster, wow. That's very strong wording. All yeah. right. Oh, I have to doubt this species. <laughs> Whoa. This even, creature. Man, <laughs> <laughs> this creature. This creature, wow. I actually, I prefer animal. I, I, I think creature just gives off a different... It, it's like you've just been discovered in the woods and it's like no one knows. Isn't there only one of your only child? <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, when you were in high school and then, like, you know, it was coming time to think about, like, what kind of career you wanted. Yeah. What, mm. what, what was running through your mind and what was the kind of input from parents, per se? I think continuing on from what my parents kind of wanted. They just wanted a career where I would like actually be more like academically involved. Um, You know, something, you know, like doctor, lawyer, that sort of, you know, standard thing. So like when I, when I did want to go into like engineering, they were like, yep, completely cool with that. Um, In terms of like why I went to like software, well, I'd always been like interested in computers and that sort of thing from like a very young age. 
how old were you talking? Ah, uh, very. I think when we first got the internet, I was like four. Oh. Well, that was like when I first learned how to like use the computer because. Wow, you learned it at four. Yeah, my my dad was using it all the time, and I guess I was like interested in what he was doing. Yeah. So he showed me stuff like, ah, oh, you know, if you have here, you can look stuff up on the internet. And yeah. um, this was back when they had, you know, the, the dial-up modems and they made the funny noise. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember as a kid, like, trying to go on the computer while he was, like, at work. Oh. And I couldn't access anything because with dial-up, you have to, like, set it up so it goes through the whole process. And then um, when you're done, you just turn it off. So it's not like now where the internet is just... Yeah, consistent it's just, yeah, it's just on all the time so i was trying to like google stuff and i'm like what, what am i doing <laughs> you were smart for a four-year-old <laughs> i mean i was only trying to find out like how to make paper planes because i really yeah. liked I, I loved paper planes oh, that's I, so I was, cute. yeah um but yeah not being able to access those paper planes was very sad and then eventually he taught me how to like use the dialogue yeah. and it, there was a whole process but i think that was kind of when i when I got more into it. And then when I found out you can play, you know, pinball on the <laughs> computer. Um, Legends. Yeah. And uh, all these games. And then I sort of got more into that. But I was like always interested in computers. And so I think it was pretty natural for me to want to do that. I There were like some classes I did in grade seven where we'd like try and program a little Lego robot, that sort of stuff. I think it was just that thought process of trying to make the like program, even though it's like super basic mm. programming, it's like you have blocks and you're just linking them together, that sort of thing. But I don't know, I think it was quite good, that sort of thing. So I think it was around grade 10 I decided, yeah, I'll, I'll try to pursue that. And I think it was just because that's when they make you pick all the subjects you're gonna do in grade 11, 12, yeah. so you can like try and get a good OP. Yeah. So you can go to uni and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I remember I was like pretty dead set with that career path. And so I realized that as a, as a programmer that, you, you know, you're going to need to learn how to type. So I like yeah. spent six months like teaching myself how to oh. type and that sort of thing. Do you have a fast typing speed now? Uh, relatively. I don't no, want to say a number. A little bit humble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, don't say numbers. Okay. Like, you can tell me after. Ah, yeah, oh, that's yeah, a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll race yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> type racer. <laughs> nah, yeah. nah, my typing is terrible. Oh. Though there was like this program, Typing Tournament, I used to like go through the levels. Ah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, click number one, zero. Yeah. 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 I remember being like afterwards, like deciding on that. I remember being pretty frustrated because at my primary school, they always emphasize teaching running writing mm. and instead of typing. And then, you know, we never ended up, I, that's a skill I never ended up using except yeah. for signatures. Yeah. And typing would have been way more useful. useful. And like after learning typing, it was like so useful for like assignments and stuff. Yeah. Cause it's like, you can just, like when you're writing, you know, English, you know, you're writing a story or writing anything, you can just type stuff like you're writing a paper. You can just type stuff as it appears in your mind. Yeah. It lets you have like a flow. So yeah. that was like such a useful skill. And I'm like so glad that I had the patience back then <laughs> to learn the skill because I swear I've become more impatient as I've, yeah. as I've gotten older. Yeah. And just having like 
you know, the drive to actually learn it, like typing. Um, so yeah, so yeah, like that was, I was like pretty dead set on doing software oh. by that time. Interesting. And yeah, and so like at that time, like, because people, they also go like into IT and like other sort of similar-ish fields. So how did you know specifically software engineering, if you want to explain the difference? Ooh. You've been asked many, many, many times. <laughs> um, so software engineering is kind of like you're applying sort of the engineering principles to the field of software. So, you know, like the design aspect and talking with clients and that sort of thing. There's a lot of overlap between all the different yeah. fields. So um, I'm just reading the, basically the dictionary, yeah. um, you know, because in a lot of ways, there's so much similarity between all the, like computer science, IT, software, this like, even at uni, there's a lot of like shared courses and that sort of stuff. So trying to explain the difference is like, yeah, but I, I would say computer science is a lot more theory based. Mm. Engineering, software engineering is a lot more practical, um, but it's also very like, you're, you're dealing with a lot of different, you know, different potential fields within software. Yeah. And um, I think IT is also a lot more practical as well, but I think there's less emphasis on engineering, like that's oh. that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, cool. And so when you were filling out like your application for uni, so I see number one, software engineering at UQ. <laughs> and, then, and then what's like your second, third, fourth, fifth? If you had I, I was very set on software, so it would have been software engineering at QUT, oh. software engineering at Griffith. <laughs> and then it would have been like IT or computer science yeah. at UQ, and then oh. <laughs> back down the list again. So yeah. I was fairly set on software or something in that field. So. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind, my dad actually asked me a very interesting question. Oh, go for it. Which was like, if knowing what you know now, would, ha would I have done the exact same thing? Yeah. And I think, I think I still would have, but I probably would have looked at other engineering fields. Like I definitely think I would have gone into engineering but I think I was a bit more dismissive of the other engineering disciplines yeah. before, and I would probably take the time to consider them now. So like mechatronic or electrical, yeah. but still like, you know, still dealing with wires and computers and that sort of yeah. thing. But software's always been a bit of a, a black sheep. It's just kind of like more focused on completely like being on a computer rather than yeah. the other ones where you're like, more hands-on. Yeah, a lot more hands-on. Like there are hands-on courses in software, yeah. but it's a bit more, a bit more just sitting on a computer, yeah. just tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I like. Yeah, so. but you're also really social, so. I yeah, so it's a bit, bit of a. <laughs> struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I, um, I had a friend and then he did um, computer science. And then like when he graduated, the teacher said like, um, you would like never really like be very very successful at computer science because you love people too much. Oh right. right. Because you know like you know some people yeah like some YouTubers they say that like oh you know to be like excellent at coding like you have to be able to like sit down for extremely long periods of time and generally it's like they are quite introverted right where they don't mm. necessarily have to feel that urge like they can like don't leave the house for. Oh, that's a bit of a stereotype, but it, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I was going to remark, it's definitely a stereotype, yeah. and it's definitely something that I, 
um, I was like thinking about when I like went into it. But um, I think having the ability to converse with people is especially important. I think with engineering, um, you're dealing with all these different groups of people at a company who have different roles, they have different, you know, they're working on different stuff. And I think being able to communicate with them properly, especially when you're on a project where there's a client, you know, you have to be able to communicate with all, all different roles and that sort of thing. So I actually think it's very important to be able to like speak to people and you know, be able to communicate properly. And I think with software engineering, if you're able to do that, that's something that can set you apart Hi. from other people because there is the stereotype that <laughs> yeah. no one, that you're not going to be very social. No one knows, like you're just going to be in a dark room yeah. and there's, <laughs> like you're, you're going to wear a hoodie, you're going to yeah. like tap, 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 hacking into all the databases, yeah. all these flashing screens, but yeah. it's completely not like that. Like yeah. it's, you know, you have to be able to talk to people and it'll make your job a lot easier if you can. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker because you, you can find roles in the company, where, in companies where like you don't need to talk to anyone, but yeah. it definitely helps, so. Yeah, I think in any job, communication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, yeah, because everyone has the stereotype of yeah. like software engineers being very and socially And something Adrian doesn't meet it and they're like, whoa, you have social <laughs> skills? So okay, calling them social skills, that's a bit much. <laughs> I, have the, I have like the bare minimum I need to get away with stuff. But um, yeah, I think just being able to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone yeah. is like kind of, it's it's good skill to learn and definitely take the time to practice. If, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like on my podcast, if you want to. Yeah, that's just... half the reason I... Uh, attended the podcast was for uh, just some practice. People <laughs> yeah. It's going on my resume after. Oh really? Yeah. Awesome. Can you be a reference? Uh yeah, sure. Okay. Don't cool. expect anything good. Uh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, complete trash. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Just yeah. no sabotaging my career prospects. <laughs> just, exactly. Yeah. But um yeah, that's kinda interesting because um people say that like when you start off, like as a graduate, right? Like they sort of like, they look at your soft skills, people skills, stuff like that. Mm, but they also look at yeah. your technical skills. But then as you climb up the ladder, it becomes less technical, but more people management. So yeah, yeah, 100%. can definitely see you succeeding there. Oh, thank um, you, thank yeah. you. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I won't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like, I think, I think there's a lot of misconceptions in a lot of different fields. I think with software, people who don't necessarily have the soft skills or don't expect to like require them for their job might have a bit of a, a bit of a shock when yeah. you're having to attend meetings all the time and yeah. people expect you to say stuff. You're demoing stuff that you've worked on. Yeah. You're working on a project with other people because that's another thing. Like uni, you're kind of like a lone wolf in a lot of yeah. your courses, and in the courses where you are working with other people. There's a lot of people have a lot of bad impressions and bad yeah. memories of group projects yeah. because it's not necessarily realistic. But I think being able to manage like the conflicts and the, you know, people not delivering and that yeah. sort of thing, it's part of working on a team. And I think, you know, there's a lot of 
skills like that, which I think are very useful for, you know, for your career. So say what you will about university. I think yeah. it does teach you some skills outside of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, university is not perfect. It's not perfect. It, it, very, it, it very much isn't. And I hope the EQ dean isn't uh, overhearing <laughs> this. this. <laughs> but we um, graduated, so, you know, you Yeah, feel so, like you know, see ya. <laughs> um, yeah, like... I think, yeah, university is like, it teaches you stuff, it doesn't teach you stuff. Yeah, sometimes it's like, some people think that you shouldn't actually expect that much from university, right? Mm. You know, you know, they give you the sort of like platform and then the rest is, you know, <laughs> you figure it out. A lot of yeah, stuff yeah, learning. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah seizing opportunities. And yeah, and that's like, that's something I, I was going to remark on is that um, as, as my degree is coming to a close, yeah. I... I do wish I took more opportunity to like participate in more extracurricular stuff. Like I did, I did attend a lot, like my fair share of things, but I think a lot of times, well, I, well, like one thing is like, I, I live a little bit far. far from the uni, so commuting all the time was not ideal. But I think at the same time, uni like, a lot of what you get out of uni is what you get out of it. It's like yeah. you have to, you know, go in and do as much as you can to get as much out of it as you can. Like it's not just about the courses, it's about the people you meet, it's about the, you yeah. know, the memories and the... Because, you know, like when, when you start working, there's, I think, a little bit less opportunity to do... Like there still yeah. is opportunity, yeah. but there is a lot. It's like a good time to see what you yeah. want to do and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think especially like on the friend making front, like when you when you start working, there's less of an opportunity to, you know, hang out socially and stuff like that. And I feel like, oh, yeah, man, like a lot of the friends that I've made, like I don't know how many friends I'll make in the next oh, no. <laughs> five years because you don't have like, um, you know, like friendships, they like are born out of like being like frequent sort of, hmm. you know, interaction i mean like you'll interact with people like at work and stuff but hmm. it's all in a sort of very professional kind of context and yeah so but. yeah that that is true i think having if you can trying to talk to people like during yeah. the lunch break is quite a yeah. good time because then there's less it, it's not about work you're just eating and yeah. there's like but you're still within this you know within the, the boundaries the boundaries so you can't you can't you know, say a lot of stuff that you yeah. could outside of work. But yeah. to make friends while you're at uni. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a that's a good one. But also, you know, I think don't don't assume that like your life is over yeah. <laughs> as soon as you start because I think a lot of people have that mentality and I think it causes them to overlook opportunities yeah. as well. So yeah, I think just keep keep learning. Keep trying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and then, like, because you said that you lived far away, so do you think that you would have, like, maybe potentially moved, like, moved out, you know, a bit closer, or... Because, yeah, I can imagine that, like, for me to get to university, to get to uni, like, then, like, I would have, like, I don't know, how, uh, maybe it takes me, like, 40, 50 minutes up front, and then, like, there'd be, like, 50 minutes where I can almost talk myself out, right? I'm mm. like, oh, no, nah, maybe not. Like, opposed to if I live next door, I'll be like, oh, <laughs> I'm out of here. And then next moment, you're there. So do you think that you would, you know, 
like the distance is like a thing, so do you think you would somehow be able to overcome it? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think it, in a lot of ways, it did come down to like money, but also like, you know, like I'm very comfortable living with my parents. Yeah. And I would have to move out with like a group of people who might have a completely different lifestyle to me. Yeah. They might have completely different priorities. And even like amongst friends, like moving out with friends, you really find out stuff about them that you, you didn't don't necessarily you didn't, want to know. You don't want to know and like you weren't expecting. They might yeah. be a completely different person to live yeah. with than you, you anticipate. And so, I don't know, I think there was a lot of unknowns and that kind of was why I was like, yeah, I'll just commute in, it's fine. Yeah. But maybe now, I would probably be a bit more open-minded to it. I think yeah. just throughout uni, I was a bit like, eh, yeah. it's fine. And then like, you know, when the pandemic happened, I was like, well, I can do everything from yeah. home anyway. So yeah, um, but yeah, but software as well kind of lends itself to being like, you're able to do it remotely. remotely. Yeah. So even before COVID, it was like, I wouldn't rock up to uni a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I would just stay home. So it doesn't lend itself well to the stereotype yeah. of the software, but it, it is it does make it easier for you to do more stuff at home when you're yeah. in this field. But um, yeah. Fair enough, because I wonder if like, you know how you give like advice to your younger self, if you're like, oh, go to uni more, and then like we rewind, re rewind to Adrian in year two, whether or not you'd actually take that advice, because you'll be like, oh man, I'm so tired. I just handed an assignment. Can't really be stuffed to get to uni. <laughs> you know, I always wonder if like, even if you knew what you knew, if history would almost repeat itself. I feel like history probably would. I yeah. feel like I was always like, I don't know, everyone was the same. you knew at the time. You knew like, oh, you knew like there's stuff going at UQ, I could go to X events. Mm. But you're like, mm, so far. Yeah, it's just like, it, it just adds another barrier and it's just another opportunity for you to say no to yeah. something when you live so far away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it was, I think it's just now because like at, at this point in my life and my degree and that sort of thing it's like you're kind of just reflecting a lot on like what you've been doing for the last four yeah, or five years definitely. and it's like you know you, like i i never asked myself you know super deep questions before i always thought it was a bit cliche but like yeah. now i'm just like who am i yeah what am i gonna do for the next yeah. like you know there's yeah. like all these big questions and you know just just trying to work out what what it means to you and the answers to that is like something I I've been thinking about lately and I'm still thinking about you know yeah so. yeah me too like graduation is like yeah. the perfect time yeah. for uncertainty <laughs> yeah and it's like you know I feel like I'm in a limbo right now yeah. it's like okay I'm just in this in-between period between yeah. this and this and it's yeah. like yeah but I think um you know I think once once that's over hopefully it's good <laughs> I don't know yeah. um <laughs> It's just this, you know, it's the tip stereotypical quarter life crisis, you know, yeah. twenty year old uncertainty, yeah, that sort of thing. But you know, interesting. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're nearly at the end of the podcast. So about Ooh. the deep questions. So oh, no. Adrian, to you, what do you think the meaning of life is? Ooh, it has a lot of like philosophical and like religious context. Okay, this is to your it. league. 
Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think in terms of, I guess it's just, like the meaning of life is very subjective. It's very individual. Yeah. I would say. I think at some point in everyone's life, you ask yourself the question. But yeah, I think it's just whatever meaning you want to give it. I think it's mm. just, it's a very cliche answer, but it's true, yeah. I think. Um, depending on what you believe, that, you know, if you believe there is like destiny, you know, that sort of thing, there is that. But it's like, you know, there's still a lot of individual input. input. There's a lot of input from other people telling you what you should do in your yeah. life as well. And I think it's just the decision that you make based on those inputs is kind of like, and the way that you want to move forward in your life is probably, I would say that's the meaning, but. Yeah, so what is your meaning? Oh, what is your meaning? <laughs> I mean, you know, like I, I had the typical, you know, I've, I've been raised with the, you know, the typical, oh, you know, get a, <laughs> like, get a job, get a house, have a family, that sort of, you know, that, the trinity of, yeah. like, ideas. But I think a lot of people tend to overlook, like, the smaller events in life and the smaller, they, they don't really appreciate it as much because they're too busy looking at, like, the big picture yeah. things. And I think taking the time to, you know, reflect on that sort of thing and just think about the small things in life, like the small goals that you want to, achieve you know i think i think it's not always about those you know <laughs> job family that yeah. sort of thing i think there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to experience and you should yeah. try and experience you know some of it if if you enjoy it you know yeah <laughs> um but yeah I guess. Pretty good answer. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good answer. It was just that's just what I've been pondering. <laughs> pondering, yeah, that sort of uh, that sort of thing. But yeah. Yeah, and so if it's you know if life is about the small things, what do you think is your perfect day in the life? Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the good segue. Yes, oh, that was, was a like, good. Sweet. That was a good segue. <laughs> I like that. Um, day in the life. I think the perfect day in the life would be just a day where I could work on like a personal project, but also a day that had like some downtime as mm. well. So like, I don't know, I like, I like, I like programming, but I haven't had much time to do it in the context of like, like personal projects. Yeah. So I think focusing on a personal project, like really getting stuck into it would be good. Um, you know, at the same time, practicing skills, you know, um, <laughs> all these different things, being a bit somewhat creative. And then for like the rest of the day, just like relaxing, yeah. <laughs> doing like just complete downtime, you know, just drinking coffee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drinking coffee, um, playing games, yeah. watching TV. But I think having a mix of the two, like time where I can just step back from what I want to work on and time to actually get into the meat of it, you know? Yeah. I think I really enjoy both of those, but it's just completely circumstantial. Yeah. Because one, I think having one without the other can be very, like if, if you yeah. don't have something you're passionate about, it's like, you know, like it feels like it's meaningless. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're like, if you don't have time to step back and, you know, ponder things and do stuff that doesn't require much thinking it's like you know yeah. it can be a good refresher 
Definitely. So the key yeah. to life is balance. Balance. Whoa! Whoa. Is that, that the theme? Nice. <laughs> Can you imagine? No one has Adrian, ever said this. Balance. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So we're nearly at the end. So what has your podcast experience been like before you wrap up? It's been it's been very good. I've liked it. I like the whole interview, you know. Yeah. Process. I like um, having to be a bit more reflective of things yeah. just in my life. Um, <laughs> I said um a lot. Yeah. Like you're you're very conscious of words that you ever use. That's yeah. like something <laughs> that I'm like, oh no, I said that word way too much. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. Any I, surprises? Any Apart surprises? From the laughing. Oh man, take three. <laughs> hey, that was that was more than three takes. That was, yeah. that was like take five by oh. the end of it. <laughs> there were no takes. It, this was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, any surprises? I mean, you told me a lot of the, you told me some of the questions beforehand, but yeah. I still was taken aback when you asked them. Anyways, yeah. I was like, oh no, time to answer this fundamental question yeah. that like everyone ever has <laughs> and offer my own personal take on it yeah. but it's not that like I think a lot of people would say something similar to what I said yeah. but yeah no I, I enjoyed it that's good yeah. well recommend your friends for next yes, time yes yes recommend hour, in one hour yeah <laughs> we're gonna try and get as many people involved in, in the podcast <laughs> see yeah. if we can get like a two out of two and if they know who we're referring to Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All Let's right. Go. Well, nice. Nice. Bye. See ya.